What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug about Antares and Autotune. Antares makes the original industry standard autotune that we all know and love the sound of. We are sponsored by them, so if you visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash autotune, we do get a small kickback from every purchase. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Please enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and today Lou is not with me. He is busy um, building another studio. But today we have a great episode about plugins. We wanted to give another plugin update for, what is this? Is July, the beginning of July, is July 3rd, one day away. At least the time of the recording is July 3rd. Um, this episode will come out on the 4th of July, um, but... We wanted, I wanted to give a little plug-in update of plugins that I've been using, how I've been using them. Um, we like to do this every once in a while. So here it is, as of the beginning of July 2023, plugins that I've liked using, that I have been enjoying as well. So this last few months, last few months we've been getting a lot of requests from companies about trying out their plugins and they give us um, some some license codes and full disclosure here, they give us free access to their plugins in exchange for a little shout out. And I will give you full disclosure on how I like using them. If I like them at all, they do not pay me. Um, they do not, they definitely don't pay me to give good reviews. Uh, they do not make sure that they do not review what I say. So just full disclosure, what I say is totally my thoughts. They do not get to approve this episode before it comes out. And I wanted to give a few shout outs, but as well as talk about some plugins that just totally on my own. And I first want to start off with FabFilter L2. I'm really late to the game with this one. I've been using Pro Q3, but FabFilter L2, which is their limiter, is fantastic. It's really great. And I've been able to get a lot more loudness, a little bit more loudness out of everything without um, squeezing, distorting as much. It's, it's interesting. Uh, what I've been doing up until now is using a combination of Invisible Limiter and the Oxford Limiter. But recently, I've kind of gotten rid of the Oxford Limiter, and I've just been pushing volume. And I'm, for some reason, the L2, I, I'm less afraid to push it a little bit more. So I've been using that FabFilter L2, and I've been using it in a one-to-one kind of setting that they have in the bottom right, where you're literally just using it as a limiter and it doesn't raise the volume at all. And then I'm also using it as like a final limiter slash maximizer. 
um, at the very end. It's fantastic. It sounds great. Got a lot of different options and visuals are fine. Everything is fine. Um, I've been using that a lot more recently and I haven't been using it for my entire career. So it's interesting that I've been using that. Um, another shout out. We've recently got I, me, Lou, and Braden from Flint Mastering, right? Um, who's in charge of the exclusive episodes. We got access to a company called uh, Gem or Overloud uh, Gem plugins. So they have a bunch of different uh, plugins. This this Overloud company sent us about five different NFRs for different things. I just specifically want to talk about their tape desk. Now, I have a lot of tape emulation plugins. I think out of all the types of plugins to use, my favorite is definitely any sort of saturation distortion type. Those are my favorites. Soft clipping, hard clipping, those are my favorite types of plugins. And when I use compression, it's partially to use the harmonic. So I don't really like, although I do use something super generic, like an LA3A type clone plugin, which is just a CLA, or sorry, it's just an LA2A, but with FET, and it's, it's typically a little bit faster attack and release. As much as I love using those um, for like generic compression when I don't give a crap, I love using special types of compressors for their harmonic saturation. And this Overloud company has a plugin called Gem Tape Desk, and I've been using it a lot, and it is fantastic. Not only is this tape saturation actually subtle and usable from a bus or even a mix bus situation, but it also has preamp module. So preamp emulation. It's really cool. What's emulating is it's going through the console and a preamp into the tape machine. So it's mimicking the console and sorry, sorry, not preamp, but it's going through the line level signal of the console and, and kind of doing that summing sound and then going into the tape machine. So, and you could turn off just the console and just use the tape machine, but it's this really cool thing. You can change it from an SSL style uh, preamp slash summing to Neve and, and then a newer Neve as well. And it is super cool. You can hear the different harmonic saturations, hear the mid-range come out with the Neve, hear kind of flatten out with the SSL. You can push, and the tape is really subtle as well, so it's not overbearing. Some tape machine uh, emulations are really strongly saturated or very full of character, but... This one is more clean, and I love it. It's a lot more subtle. It's really, really great, actually. It's pr probably been my favorite outside of the UAD, Studer, and Ampex. I'm sorry if I'm like talking about things that nobody's ever heard of. But as far as tape machines go, really love it. Also been playing with their LA-2A version, which is fine. Honestly, it's fine. It's fine. It's slower. The attack and release feels a lot slower. Um, they also have... I love their... Their... What is it called? Um, their Dimension D emulation that they have. I think it sounds fantastic. There's this cool plugin called Dopamine. I have no idea what the heck it does. But all of this you can like review and you can check out. And they are sponsoring this the show as well. So they might be, you might hear a little sponsor shout out for their company if you are listening sometime at the end of July, beginning of August, you might hear a shout out for them. Anyway, uh, Totally cool company. They have a lot of great plugins as well. Something that you could definitely check out. I've been using their Gem Dimension D, which is free, if I'm not mistaken. That's a free plugin. And the Dimension D Chorus is a fantastic free plugin um, that you should download right now. It's great. And I use it all the time. And especially if you don't have the UAD one, 
Uh, this is fantastic. It's great. In fact, in fact, it's more flexible than the UAD one. So definitely worth checking out. Another company that has sent us plugins to try that I've really liked is uh, Safari Pedals. Now, Safari Pedals has three plugins out right now, and they are about to have a fourth come out. I believe it's a delay of some kind. But I right now, I do have... Uh, the Gorilla Drive, and these are cool. They the plugins they look like guitar pedals, and I think the creator is actually um, turning them into pedals, like stomp boxes, but not for not necessarily for guitars, but for like your voice. So it's like XLR input and output. It's really interesting. Um, it's a guy. It's a mix engineer. It's a it's an audio engineer, Noam Levenberg, who makes this. And the three there's four out right now, but the three that I have, Gorilla Drive. Time Machine. Time Machine is like a specific type of, it's a combination of a compressor as well as some sort of like filter. So it's got like four different settings, the sound of the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And it's got like different filters. So it like rolls off the low and the top end to kind of give it this vintage tone. It's really sweet. So if you're looking to do something modern vintage, uh, it's really dope. They also have a Flamingo Verb. The Flamingo Verb is really interesting. So you can get it. It's pretty flexible, but it's pretty springy it feels like a spring reverb which is really interesting in itself um and it's actually got this very unique characteristic that very like kind of lo-fi but also like very groovy kind of what you'd expect like the griminess of a spring reverb to be but i think i don't know if it is a spring or if it's supposed to be emulating a spring it just kind of gives that sort of vibe and lastly the gorilla drive is is uh is distortion saturation um, I haven't used it as much as the other two, but Gorilla Drive is, for the little time that I did use it, it's just a reliable little saturation knob, no issues. I saw the the yak delay that they have. I saw some uh, videos of it on Instagram, and that looks cool as well. But anyway, Safari Pedals, totally cool. Check them out, and they're really cheap as well. I'm looking at like sub $50. Yeah, they're within that $20 to $30 range. And um, oh, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, it looks like you will be. The Gorilla Drive is actually coming out as a physical thing for like 300 bucks, 350 bucks. That's cool. So go check out the Safari plugins there. Lastly, this is my favorite plugin. This is something that I think you should check out. Is is from hold on. It's from Process Audio. It's from Process Audio. They're the sister company of Oh, uh, what are they called? What is the company called? The sister company of Mix Tutorial, the Fab DuPont one. What is it called? Mix Wave. Oh my gosh. Fab DuPont has <laughs> has a company, like a learning company where you like compete with mixes and stuff. It's a cool little seminar thing. Um, but this company, Rock Rupal Comp 2, their new compressor is fantastic. I think this one receives the gold star. When I first tried it, I didn't like it. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't like it when I first tried it. Um, check it out. Rock Rupal Comp 2 by Process Audio. Now, when I first tried it, it was really farty, kind of like a classic tube compressor. I was like, oh, wow, this sounds like a tube compressor, which doesn't always work. And I was like, wow, it's kind of got that low-end fart thing going on with this upper mid-range scoop with this top-end sparkle thing. And then I started pushing it. And using the mix knob, but messing with the attack release, it's got the saturation circuit as well. And it's just absolutely 
incredible. There's this like workflow thing where you could put a bunch of instances on in a single session and you can, and, and it pulls out this console thing where you can actually look at each individual instance from a single plugin. So you can see what all the compressors are doing. I think it sounds really good. And in fact, I did a shootout. I did a shootout. And on one particular song, only it was on one particular song. It was one particular song. I, I m- compared it to my actual tube, analog tube compressor that I have. That's basically the same sort of settings, the same sort of very mute kind of vibe. And I actually preferred this plugin on that mix. Uh, thank you, House PJs, for reminding me. Yes, uh, Process Audio sister company is Pure Mix. So if you're a member of Pure Mix, I think that you get either a major discount or get access to these plugins for free. But either way, um, this Rock Rupal is no joke. The modern tube compressor is no joke. The visualizer is great. The attack and release settings, the threshold, the input and output. Oh, man, it is fantastic. And... Um, I think this one for this episode gets my gold star of approval. I did not expect to like it. Like, I really did not like it at first. And, man, it really changed my mind on that shootout. It was, it's really cool. It does this, like, whole squish thing, and it brings everything together that, in a way that I do not find most tubes do. I think tubes are fairly weak for that sort of thing. They're, they're oftentimes a little bit too slow, a little bit too pumpy, and the harmonic saturation makes the, the, bass, end, the bass fart <laughs> a little bit sometimes. It's, it's not as good for like mix bus stuff, in my personal opinion, the stuff that I've used, unless it's uh, specifically tuned for that sort of thing. Um, where as far as like uh, a shitty VCA compressor on the mix bus, you can, you can really push the signal, I feel like. but. Yeah, this this plugin did a really great job. Again, Rock Rupal Comp 2 from Process Audio. Congrats to them. Also, you know what else I've been I've been playing with is the Waves Audio BB tubes for they got like the beauty knob and the beast knob for even an odd saturation. I've been fucking with that one too. That one's crazy. I did that on a mix and um sounded fantastic i did it on a mix bus actually and it sounded fantastic i know this is completely unrelated but i've recently been working with um been doing some trial period stuff i don't i don't want i want to knock on wood and not jinx anything but i've been working with been blessed to be introduced to and work with some sort of management and they've been putting in touch with with um some some very great artists and I've been using the BB tubes a lot on those guys. I've been using the Rock Rupal as well. Um, and I can tell you right now, <laughs> these are great plugins. And then anything from Plugin Alliance. I don't know why. They'll never sponsor me. I've reached out to them. They will never sponsor me. But I like them enough to let you know anything from Plugin Alliance is great. Uh, I, a big shout out to specifically, if you haven't used it already, I recommend you try out BX Refinement, something that. Nobody's ever talked about, nobody's ever used, nobody's ever seen. BX Refinement is a really good plugin from there. They have the UAD version, if I'm not mistaken, but Brainworks, um, who is the sister company, brother company of Plugin Alliance, Refinement is fantastic. What it is, it's this plugin, uh, it's this plugin, it's this tube 
saturation slash softener. Think think like soothe or golfos in that sense, but it's not anything like that. It's 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 a static thing. It's not selective frequency, but what it does is it emulates. It kind of smooths out sources um, by inserting the natural curves of a tube device, meaning it'll kind of blow up the low end a little bit. It'll scoop the mid-range. That's the secret of the, the BrainWorks refinement plugin. It scoops out the upper mid-range. You can really hear that hissy 3K kind of disappear, and then it brightens up the top end, or, or it leaves it so it feels like there's a little bit of top end boost. You can add some presence. You can add some saturation. You can even do just mid-side processing, so just soften up the middle. Um, it's a really, really cool tool, really cool tool for kind of softening up harsh mid-range things. And I don't think that plugin gets enough love. And I've been using it here and there every once in a while. And uh, if you are already a member of Plugin Alliance, definitely download and give that a try. That's one of my favorites for sure. Love that one. Uh, lastly... Lastly, here's another one of those secret plugins. I haven't used it recently, but maybe you should try. Maybe you should try. I had some good results. Is the Limitless Limiter. Now, I love, I love trying out. This is by DMG Audio. Limitless Limiter. It's fairly expensive. It's about 200 bucks. It is basically, it's not your traditional Dynamics processor, according to their website. It's basically a multi-band final limiter. So it's got multiple bands and it's got different settings and you can adjust some settings for each band. It's, it's really flexible and you can use it on just vocals. You can use it on your mix bus. There's a lot of different things that you can use it for and damn, when I was using it, it is fantastic. So for those that are willing to willing to shelve it out, go ahead and download the demo there. Again, none of these companies are paying me. None of these companies are paying me and uh, to, to tell you that I like these plugins. And so go check them out. Once again, Gem Audio, Gem Overloud, and then the Gem plugins. We got Safari Pedals. What did we say? What else did we say? We got that Rock Rupal from Process Audio winning my gold star for this episode. The arbitrary gold star that has no meaning. Um, and... This last thing, the DMG Audio Limitless Master Limiter. You know what's interesting about these plugin episodes is that I'm not, and just this, this is a thought. I'm sorry, this is going to be like a Theo Vaughn solo episode. I'm just going to kind of go off and talk about uh, some experiences recently and just think out loud here. But it really hit me this week. The podcast is such an interesting thing. I don't know why I'm doing it. I, I, I don't, I've forgotten why I even started it. I mean, I, I remember why, logically, but emotionally, I don't remember why I, I started it. And, um, and I've said in past episodes, as a mix engineer, doing a podcast about mixing to my peers has probably been the worst marketing decision I did. <laughs> I, I just love mixing so much, and I love teaching about it in a scalable way. But it would have been better business decision to either be a mastering engineer talking about mixing and convert people to want to master with me, convert into clients, um, as well as it would have been better to do a podcast episode about podcasts about music production, maybe even songwriting, and then sell my services as a mixer. I'm not 
invested enough and I'm definitely not a content creator enough to have like full on courses. I think I have some small courses here that haven't been updated in years. But uh, I'm not the type of guy to make courses. Maybe that might change in the future. I am the type of guy to make plugins and I'm, I'm forever perpetually stuck in the middle of these two plugins. I don't know when it's going to ever come out. These, they're just not moving along and I need to push them along. Um, but uh, that's something that I want to do. But anyway, I was thinking about it this last month about the podcast, about continuing, about keeping going. One, I love... It's kind of like a narcissistic thing here, but I really love being a person of influence, especially within a skill that I feel so confident about and a skill that is, I'm hoping that shows, like part of it is I'm hoping people see the value and the importance of mixing in everyday production, even at beginner to intermediate levels. It's a very important and it is definitely a skill. Uh, and definitely uh, reflective of the culture, modern-day culture. The sound and tones of records turn into feelings of nostalgia as decades pass. For example, we have said this many times, if you change and remix Michael Jackson or Earth, Wind & Fire to modern-day sounding records, you make it sound and mix it like a Chris Brown record or a Lil Nas X record, anything by Tizio. If Tizio remixes Michael Jackson to make it sound like a Tizio record, as much as I love Tizio and his records that he mixes, I will be fucking pissed. Because there's this feeling, the tone of it is nostalgic. The reason why people love vinyl, vinyl is so inferior. Have you ever listened to a vinyl record without spending a bajillion, bajillion dollars to have the right preamp that colors that colors the tone coming out of the record enough to actually be listenable you know (laughs) the the concept of a vinyl record it's it's the lack of quality that comes from vinyl the cracks the pops the skips the low the lack of low end that comes from a vinyl record turns into nostalgia and there's that feeling of nostalgia is irreplaceable so i do think mixing is very relevant to to cultures and it reflects modern day uh cultures and priorities what we like listening to hip-hop for for the longest for years for decades there was absolutely never ever ever distorting the 808s never distorting the low end now that's all we do it's it's fun to see things change it's fun to keep up with everything but anyway coming back to this podcast thing um i'm in a really weird position and i'm i feel like i'm creating a new a new category for myself. And I've done this on accident, partially because I genuinely don't give a shit. But I want to be very clear. I and Lou even, we are not content creators. Meaning, I don't want to make a money. (laughs) I do not want to make a shit ton of money and rely on content creation for my income. Yes, I make money from the podcast. Yes, I make income here and there from sponsors and different things from the podcast. Yes, I make money from people that sign up to the exclusive episode of the podcast where me and Brayden break down interviews from from Grammy Award winning producers, engineers, mastering engineers, mixing engineers, and we break it down and make it easy to digest for you and the reasons why they say these things. It's, it's fantastic. You should go sign up. If you haven't listened to the exclusive uh, archives, those are from over a year ago and there's only one a week. If you sign up, pay the $4 a month or $40 a year at mixingmusicpodcast.com slash exclusive, 
you get two new episodes every single week and you get a different side of DK. For some reason, Brayden brings out this really goofy side of me and it's genuinely really technical knowledge um, and then as alongside with a more personal side of DK with Brayden. Brayden's the man, absolutely the man. All of the episodes that we do together on the main flagship content uh, always perform super well because Brayden's the man. Brayden's the man. Um, so shout out to Brayden there. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, we are not content creators. And as much as I like making it from this, I have no desire, zero desire. In fact, I would even go and say that I am trying to avoid making too much money from this podcast, which has limited me to doing more things. I could be doing so much more for this podcast, but I'm genuinely afraid is not the right word. But the good news is with all of this, and this is where I get started to get really confident and borderline borderline like um really prideful is that i am one of the few content creators meaning me in the sense that like i push out hours of content a week is that fair to say like we push out over an hour or two of content every single week i make videos podcasts instagram shorts tiktoks whatever i do lots of content every single week and on top of that I am still fully actively participating in the real world as a mix engineer. I ain't doing no, I'm, I love doing independent projects and I've talked about how, my love for on the ground artists, artists that are on the ground kicking trash that are figuring out this fight to, to prove to themselves, to prove to their parents, I don't, I, whatever it is. There's, I love being on the ground floor with these artists, with independent artists, but I'm also working with A&R, with labels, with bullshit contracts, with, <laughs> with great contracts, with, with, with percentages that actually mean anything. I'm, I'm landing placements. There's these things that I don't, I would be hard pressed to hear that many other people that are doing as well and as much as, as we are here at the Mixing Music Podcast is also e equivalently doing as much in the actual war zone. Like we are in the field fucking capturing flags out here and yet here we are teaching because, I don't know, maybe because I just like to be, I like to feel like I'm in power. I don't, I have, why do I do the podcast? I don't know. But um, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been so fun to watch comments and I'm sitting here because first off, I'm hard hair. I'm hard headed and arrogant. I know more than most people. And I'm, I'm going to tell you that and I'm going to be right. And regardless of whether or not I'm right, it's, it's going to be hard. <laughs> I'm, I've been through enough bullshit to know when someone's spewing bullshit. And it's also funny to see like yesterday, this has been happening for years now since the beginning of the podcast, but I recently have an Instagram short that's gone viral, uh, not viral, not viral. So let me, let me rephrase that, that the algorithm is pushing a little bit more than some of the other shorts that I've been doing. And shout out to my boy, Marty, who's been helping us with the short form. He listened to an episode of the podcast that I said, I struggle with short form content. Marty's been editing these, these, these clips on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at DK mixes or mixing music podcast. And he made a clip about me talking about loofs and loudness and mastering. It was on the episode from a couple weeks ago about mastering for mixers, mastering basics for mixers. And I talked about the importance of mastering as loud as possible without hurting the song. And sometimes you can get that song, specifically I said to minus five LUFS 
without hurting it. And if that's the case, you push that song to minus five LUFS. We're going to take a quick break to let you know that this episode has been brought to you by Tegler Audio based out of Berlin. Tegler makes fantastic analog pieces of equipment, everything from compressors, both tube, VCA as well, from reverbs to recording channel strips to tube summing mixers and to my favorite piece that I personally own and have and use is the Schwarcraft machine, which is digitally controlled compression, 11 different types of compressor. I mean, this thing is built to the brim with tubes and transformers it's fantastic they have digitally controlled analog gear which i'm a huge huge fan of they've got two different pieces of that they've got 500 series gear so whether you're a tracking engineer a mixing engineer or a mastering engineer you need to check out this high quality company tegler and guess what their prices they're not they're not crazy they're mid-range prices for high-end equipment they're like a fantastic company. We love them so much. And if you want 10% off any of their gear, you can go to their website directly or from their shop directly, or I'll link it in mixingmusicpodcast.com slash Tegler, T-E-G-E-L-E-R, and use the code MMPOD to get 10% off your next order. Now back to the show. And that was the end of the clip, basically. It's like, you've heard 14, you've heard 12, you've heard 10, LUFS. This is, uh, for those that are unfamiliar, LUFS, loud, loudness units, full scale or whatever, um, is a way to determine how loud the master record is. You can, you can Google that, YouTube it, exactly. But minus, minus nine is like super loud CD levels, fairly loud CD levels. Um, minus 14 is typical for like a jazz classical film score type thing where it's like super dynamic. Um, and I mean, modern pop records are going, I've, I've seen a really raging pop record where it's loud the entire time. Like I've, I've seen people master like minus three. I've even think I've seen like minus two. It's insane that there's no way that that sounds good, but uh, that maybe that's the point of the song. I don't know. But typically I like to shoot for minus eight, minus seven. Um, but anyway, my, my favorite part about this is that there was at least like two or three people that commented. And they're like, this is the worst advice ever. And I love that shit. I love that shit. One, because it makes me think. I'm like, is it the worst advice? Why did they say that? And I love the pushback. Number two, I love knowing that this knowledge isn't some, this concept that I came up with on the spot. Like, it's not just something that I read online. This is from real, on the ground, actively working on big record mix engineer type shit. And the people that are going against it have no fucking clue how, right? It's just like, it's so... I don't know. It's just so funny to me. I love those comments. Also, I love when people leave those comments. I don't delete them. I don't comment on I don't do anything with them because what it does is when someone that likes me or agrees with me sees that, it's more likely these hate, not hateful, it's not haters, uh, but people that disagree with me openly um, are, uh, they convert uh, they convert followers to subscribers. You need haters to convert followers into subscribers. It's a really fantastic tool. Like if if someone, if you as a listener heard about someone calling me a little bitch and like, hey, DK doesn't know what he's talking about. He's stupid. Uh, especially on this episode, he's really like, you know, he's not, he's really bad. This is really, really bad. And I can't, and I cannot express how bad this episode is and how hurtful this is for the community. You're going to, you might, as a fan of me, you might go and listen to that episode and realize, 
oh my gosh, this the guy that was complaining has no idea what he's talking about. And I actually agree with DK, which makes me like DK more. So it turns a follower into a subscriber. And actually, statistically speaking, it might even mean that you might spend more money on any of my services or any of uh, you might become an exclusive subscriber. I don't know what it means. Somehow it, it's better for conversion. It's interesting. Anyway, just a thought that it's been on my mind. I'm kind of ranting right now, but um, I'm really proud to not be a content creator. I'm really proud to be actively working as a mix engineer. And I, I was literally talking to a friend who caught me last year in a really weird funk. I was really tired of the repetitive mixing thing. And I've always been sad. As, as a business person, as an entrepreneur, right? I've, I've always been slightly upset by the fact that I found to be the most passionate about the thing that is the least, the least scalable thing that I've ever done, which is mixing, right? Which is one song at a time. I have to be the one to do it. I can't franchise it really, you know, and unless, and I can only like hire assistants and try to teach them the best, but it's still not me, you know? Um, it's, it's this really unscalable business format that, isn't objectively better than the other. You know, it's mostly about branding and who's popular at the time, uh, especially at the higher levels. So it's, it's this really interesting thing. And I get frustrated by that. Last year, I almost like, there was couple, maybe a couple years ago when I was in a really depressed funk. This is before I started running. I was really depressed for a solid couple years. Bullshit just kept hitting the fan. I, I'm not going to rant about it on the podcast, but everything bad that could have happened for like two years in a row just like fucking happened. And it was on a personal level. I was down in the shit, dude. And it was, it was insane, um, which actually, <laughs> anyway, we won't get into it, but um I was really depressed. And then during that time, I almost like quit mixing specifically. I was like trying to outsource everything. I was thinking about just dropping it off and doing something else, maybe going back into one of the other companies that I started and just leaving music entirely. Not because I wasn't getting enough work, but because it was just wasn't as satisfying anymore, um, which is a big deal. I only do this because it's satisfying. If I wanted to make more money, I would, I would literally do anything else. Um, it's just fun. I feel like I'm, there's this like level of, this this insecurity that comes from every mix that's like but it's not so much that it's that it's hurting me it's it's just enough to make me want to be better and i get freaking stoked every time i level up my career or i level up my what i feel like my perception of skill i just get so stoked and nothing there's very few things in this world that get me as stoked as as uh as leveling up as an engineer it's just it's just really interesting i i love that and um Huh. Now I'm just really ranting. I'm really going off. Anyway, there's lots of plugins out there. I will say uh, as a thing about the plugins, as much as I love plugins and as much as I endorse plugins and try to use different tools to get different sounds and to improve my sound, I will say though, after all of that, I'll be real with you. The plugins that you have uh, do not, are not, going to make you a better mixer it's not i will outmix the shit out of anyone who dares to stand challenge with me with 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 default generic uh, with the stock plugins in pro tools which isn't even known for their good stock plugins i will mix the shit out of you <laughs> i will outmix you anytime any day of the week come challenge me i'll print an mp3 just to make it even and and, and my my mp3 will still sound better than your wave with my stock plugins i'll talk my shit let me talk my shit here but uh, it's not about the plugins. It's really not about the plugins. 
Yes, there are some plugins that make processes faster. And I think making processes faster and getting to places faster is more valuable than the actual, that is the most valuable part of new tools. Um, I do think I'm a huge proponent. I'm a huge proponent of controlling your expenses as a business, as a hobbyist even. It is, we live in a time where debt is the norm. We live in a time, and I'm gonna, I, know, I don't know why this is controversial, but people go to school and sign a paper and say, I'm willing to take on student loan to find out that they can't get a job that matches the amount of loan that they have, at least not as quickly as they thought they would. And then the government was about to bail them out. <laughs> and then they're like, they kind of like relax, people relaxed. And they're like, now that they're not getting bailed out, it's like, ah, oh, why is the government so evil? It's like, wait, 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 wait. When was it, when was it the expectation for your loans that you agreed to? First off, I believe in taking responsibility. I also believe that you shouldn't take loans that you can't afford. <laughs> It's as simple as that. And then I, 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 <laughs> I watch like some like financial stuff on YouTube and Instagram and stuff. And it's just funny to me. Like Dave Ramsey type shit is, or like the new Caleb Hammer, who I love. I love how bold he is. I love how much of a dick he is. I love it. And people are like, I don't know why. I don't have any money and I'm full of credit card debt. And I bought a car and put in $20,000 of loan for it. I'm like, why the f- why you are insane? I'm a big believer. The point is, I'm a big believer in not spending money that you don't have. And from the from the mouth of Jay, was it Jay Z? I'm pretty sure it's Jay Z. From the mouth of Jay Z, if you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. So I will be clear. As much as I endorse plugins and software, software doesn't make you money. <laughs> it doesn't make you money. Uh, spending more time in your DAW does. So um, as much as I love plugins and endorse them. This plugins is not the reason why you suck. <laughs> Don't let your ego tell you otherwise. You suck because you haven't had enough experience. And the good thing about being sucky, being 100% correlated to, related to experience, is that you can always get more experience. It doesn't matter your situation. It doesn't matter where you live. If, as long as you have access to a computer, you can download free stems. You can practice. You can work with friends. And you can work with artists from the ground up. There's always ways to get better. It's the most democratic thing ever. It's fantastic. Especially in the United States where that is known to, uh, is, is so, from an economic perspective, it is so, uh, the marketplace is so volatile. You can, you can move up classes in a generation. You can go from low to high class in a single generation. <laughs> I know you, you can't do that in shit in Japan. You can't do that shit in Japan. Name me another country where you can do it as easily as America. And it's not easy. It's so hard. It's so much responsibility. It's so much impulse control to get there. But man, maybe, maybe this is kind of getting into the 4th of July type sentiments type shit here. I'm really grateful to be in a fucking crazy country where we believe in crazy things. And, and we are the first country to try out stupid fucking ideas to find out that they either work or they don't. I'm glad that we are creative and entrepre entrepreneurial enough as a country to be the first to try shit out. <laughs> and I love that we have the common sense to not have another civil war. <laughs> as much as we hate each other from left to right, up and down, from color to color, race, whatever, as much as we have our issues, we aren't killing each other like we did in the late 1800s. So, you know, <laughs> I'm grateful for that. Grateful for that. I'm grateful that nobody's killing each other about whether or not it's, it's ethical to own another human being. We're way past that stage. 
um, I'm grateful to, um, to be able to do music. It takes a strong nation and a strong economic system for anybody to make a living from any sort of creative, creative endeavor. There are, thanks to TikTok, thanks to Facebook, thanks to Instagram, thanks to YouTube, thanks to the internet, anyone, anyone with, with a shit ton of hard work can make it. Even people that suck, that fucking suck. I mean, look at JJ Icefish. We're talking, even that guy can have a, a moment to shine, you know? And, and then it takes a lot of effort and, and know how to monetize it and maintain that, that attention. But attention is, is all, it's the most democratized it's ever been. It's fantastic. It's grateful to be there. And, and in the world in general, not just North America, but it's 4th of July. So I'm, I'm saying North America here in the United States of America, but um, it's the most democratized it's ever been. Um, and as much as there's things to complain about, here's the facts. There's always going to be things to complain about. The things to complain about will never, ever, ever end. I mean, I've brought up my favorite quote so many times from C.S. Lewis. There's never going to be the perfect opportune moment to start a music career, to do this, to take the next step, to get married, to ask someone out, to, uh, to interview for a job, to move, to go to college, to graduate college, to pick a fucking pick a degree because you've been in college for 10 years straight, to get out of, to go to community college, right? Or whatever. It's never going to be the opportune moment. But those who win are those who want knowledge so badly that they go for it even when it's not an opportune moment. That's the truth. And we, live in a, we live in a world where it's never been easier. It's never been easier. It's never been easier. Starvation and poverty is at an all-time low ever in the history of the world. The lower class has never been smaller ever in the history of the United States. <laughs> Even though it doesn't seem like it, it's never been smaller. Look it up. Go look it up. Even, especially when, even when you include inflation. It's crazy. Um, with a little bit of self-control, with a lot of taking responsibility, with a lot of impulse control, and just and and. And knowing what you want and being willing to sacrifice for the thing that you want can get you very far. And I really believe that. More important, isn't it better to live life believing that? Let's say it's not true. Isn't it better for this, that thought to be one of the thoughts that you have, that you practice willful ignorance? You have a deep hope for that. Isn't that a better way to live life? It's, luckily, it's not true that, that you can't move up, that everything's stuck, that your lives are preordained and they have to be pre, uh, pre what is it, what is it called? Predetermined that you're going to be in the low class forever. You're going to be whatever. You won't be able to, whatever. Luckily, we live in a time where people are smart enough to figure that out. And it's, it's the great news is it's based on effort. And the, and the cool news is, the cool news is, is that most people won't put in the effort. So it's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. Just got to work a little bit harder than everybody else. Um, and everybody else ain't working that hard. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. The effort. If you, if you, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's really great. It's really, it's, it's a, it's a great, peaceful, prosperous time full of opportunity. 
And don't let anybody else tell you otherwise because there's no practical reason to believe otherwise. There's no practical reason to be guided and led down the road via fear. Fear sucks. Fear sucks. All right, let me answer some questions. This is bonus content. We've already talked about plugins here. Some bonus plug, some bonus stuff. Um, yes, Lou is injured. He got poked in the eye, uh, scratched his cornea. Looks like he's going to have an eye patch for the next week. Um, he's fine, though. He's fine. He's fine. Luckily, he's an audio engineer and not a colorist. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, DK. Here is a scenario. You are trapped on an island with an analog console and 24 track tape machine. Man, that sucks. If I'm trapped on an island, that also means I probably don't have internet. I'd probably go surfing every single day. I'd probably be way too busy looking for food and taking care of my family, assuming that my family's there with me. Probably wouldn't record music as much until I got some, some systems figured out. And, and to be honest, if I'm on an island, I'm not, I'm, I'm not artistic enough. I'm not the type of person that just makes music for the sake of making music. Maybe eventually, but not right now. <laughs> I mean, it turned into a job and it changes, right? I have many conversation episodes about the, what happens, what you sacrifice, the, the passion, passion alone is not enough <laughs> to, to make a career out of music. Um, there's only so many years of absolute fucking poverty that you can stand, you can stand on in the, right in the, in, looking, looking poverty right in the eyes and the, in the shit, in the, uh, using the excuse of passion. You got you to do something with it. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I'd probably go surfing every single day. Fuck it, dude. If I'm on an island, I'm swimming with the dolphins. I got a bo- I'm some sort of boogie board. I'm going to be playing in that water. I'm an island boy, dude. I'm from Okinawa. I'm going to be surfing every single fucking day. I'm going to get brown too. Oof. You know, back to my natural color that the... Oh, man. Anyway, uh, the plane you went down on was carrying high-end audio equipment, but no outboard gear, nice mics, monitors, and you have to create an EDM hit or the island natives will kill you. What do you do? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, an EDM hit? Oh, man, I'm going on splice, dog. That's what I am doing. <laughs> and then I'm going to hit that L2 limiter and get that shit to negative three LUFS. Put some fart sounds in there. Heck yeah. There we go. And that's, that's what I'm doing. Uh, this is from Andy Milanakis on Twitch. Why is AI taking over the plugin world? I keep seeing new AI stuff more and more often. AI verb and vocal cleanup. Is that even worth a damn? Interesting. You know what's really interesting is this last NAM, there was almost no booths about AI and AI is a very hot topic. And, and I want to say that AI is also very misunderstood as far as like, we've had algorithms that, that are coded to adapt to different scenarios. I don't think that D verb AI is actually AI. I think people are just using hot topic keywords um, for the marketing side of it, but these new algorithms and these things where it's more flexible and more adaptable, maybe there is a level of AI that I don't understand. I'm no expert in AI, so I don't know. Um, I think it's fantastic. These are tools that are eventually going to make us more money in the sense as, as mixers, as on the field workers, it's going to make us more money because it's going to speed up our workflow. If I don't have to hire an assistant to fucking 
cut up this podcast episode and make clips out of it. AI can make clips out of it, which there's already websites that do that. Fantastic. If I can do AI instead of hiring someone to, um, if I to deverb a vocal or to clean up the vocals or whatever, I'm gonna. That's awesome. I'm gonna be able to make more money per hour. Um, and it's also going to require the necessities to be an assistant will go up, like the requirement for an assistant. So it's going to actually push people, which means when people are pushed and they're required, higher levels are required, then what it's going to do, it's going to make the best of the best stand out. All the lazy people that aren't willing to put in the work are going to complain, while the people that aren't willing to complain, that are willing to get down and do the hard thing are going to make more money. <laughs> they're going to find greater opportunities. They're going to be given bigger chances. So if you are the type of person that that is comfortable doing the hard thing, it's good news. It's good news. Most people aren't. And that's why most people think it's bad news. So that's the, you know, don't be a, don't be a little, don't be a little whiny bitch is, is kind of, uh, that'll make you money, dude. That'll make you best. It'll make you the best. The, the, the strongest audio engineers, both men and women, both, uh, whatever, wherever location they are. This is, this is a quote from that I heard one time. Um, one of the key things that correlates to your income is use your ability to take shit. So like if you get the reason why you get hired and promoted as a manager at some place like JCPenney is because you're able to take on more bullshit than the person below you. You are in charge of taking on the shit. <laughs> and if you can take on, if you can keep pull, uh, what is it? Um, if you're able to deal with more bullshit than a manager, you're more likely to get promoted even more. Your income is directly correlated to the amount of shit you're willing to put up with. You're able to put up with. And uh, we live in a day where to be neurotic is normal. I'm, I'm actually fairly neurotic. I try not to be, but I'm actually fairly neurotic and really emotionally driven. Um, I'm not as logical as I, can, uh, as I uh, try to be. So uh, it's really interesting. Uh... Okay, this is from Linhart97, a longtime subscriber, a longtime fan. Welcome back to the stream, Linhart97. Uh, you say, uh, I know this does not relate to plugins, but do you know any tips on recording ballad folk type vocals on a Shure SM7B? Awesome, fantastic. The only tips that I can give specifically is to don't compress as much as you would for a pop song. And don't be afraid to leave some muddiness and some artifacts. Don't, don't, uh, don't clean up so much. The, the, the point of these hyper pure, these pure folk and ballad type songs is the emotion that is evoked. You know, the, the hairs that stand on your arm comes from a sense of dynamics, a, sen a sense of imperfection. And you should not over-edit, over-tune, over-process. Try to get it right in the recording stage, even if it takes a little bit of tuning, tweaking, and a few extra takes. I think that's the best thing. I think everything else um, is fairly, it's fairly flexible. I mean, there's a lot of room. You can clean stuff up a lot if you'd like to. Uh, but I think with those sort of genres, I want you to keep in mind that it's okay for things to be imperfect and allowing imperfection to pass through your threshold of what's tolerable is, is a great skill. 
I hope that made sense. Did what I just say made sense? Um, yeah. To be secure enough with your own skill and understanding of music that you allow things to be imperfect is a fantastic skill to have. It's a fantastic skill to have. On the opposite end, being a perfectionist most of the time does not help you. Sometimes it does. Most of the time it does not help you. So uh, if you if the song is meant to bring out an emotion of fun, then make sure that you have fun and smile while the artist smiles while they're recording, making sure that they're having fun. If it's somber, maybe you talk to them about a story about what the song is about and you realize, bring to them that somber tone that they realize and really fully breathe in that they understand before they start recording. So, uh, yeah, I think it's more about the emotions behind it and not over-perfecting it. I think those are my thoughts. Okay, Andy Milanakis asked another question. This will probably be the last question for this episode is, have you ever used any UA Townsend Sphere mic or any sort of mic modulation? Um, it's wild how much, he says, wild to see how much shit is evolving. Um, although I think it's been, been out for a while. Yeah, uh, I think it's cool. I'm not going to lie to you. Out of the few experiences that I've had, oh man, I need to be careful because um, I know this company spends a lot of, has a big marketing budget. <laughs> has a big marketing budget, so I, I need to be very careful here. But I, I have been known to say that I'm not a fan of, I'm not a fan of a specific company where the CEO has a really square jaw um, I'm not a fan of that company's microphone. <laughs> I'm not a fan of, of that microphone at all. Not a fan. I think it's really harsh. Um, even with emulation or without emulation. I have not, I've only had one opportunity to record with a sphere. I think it was good. I think it was fine. Um, but the cool thing about all these things is that you can use a regular plugin and you can use the mic modulation plugin. You can use any mic and then use those plugins to change the tonality of the microphone, regardless of what mic you're using. So it may not be one-to-one to, uh, to a Sony, you know, Sony microphone, C800G, right? But what it's going to do is going to brighten up the top and it might be this cool saturation thing. I've done that a lot and that's fun. Um, I wonder, I wonder the necessity of it. I, it kind of goes to show, I think for me, it kind of goes to show the, the marketing behind microphones and tools more than anything else. I, I, I love the new Wolfnick album from Wolfmon from Jack Stratton from the Wolfpack crew. The James Jamerson only uses one finger. I love that track. Love that track. I listen to it every once in a while and it's first off it's fucking hilarious it's great jack stratton is a genius but the point is very clear uh what does he say he's like um ignore the drab wear bright clothes and play fast james jamerson only used one finger remember your tools remember your tools man he says i use uh, student model tools and I still play better than you. <laughs> um, remember your tools. What are your tools? Your tools is not a new amp, not a new bass, not a different set of strings. Your tools is your skills. It's really, you should go check it out. It's a great track. Again, James Jamerson used one finger. 
I love it. It's so funny. At the very end, she's like, uh, the the person that he's sitting down with, apparently, she's like, uh, I kind of like that. And he's like, were you following any of that? And the track ends with her saying, no. And then it immediately goes into the next song. It's fantastic. Um, anyway, this has been a fun personal episode of the Mix of Music podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for leaving five stars on Spotify. I've noticed a few more people have clicked on five stars on Spotify. I'm watching the numbers go up. It's fantastic. Thank you for leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Google, wherever you're listening to. Um, thank you so much to our sponsors. Thank you for all of our exclusive podcast subscribers. Thank you so much for our YouTube subscribers, for anybody that's participated in the podcast in any shape or form. Really grateful for you. Feel really blessed. And on that note, I'd like to say... Happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.